Section 21 of The Obscure Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book 2, Chapter 6 Other Sufferings of the Soul in This Night The third suffering and affliction of the soul is the consequence of the meeting of the two extremes together, the human and the divine, the latter being the purgative contemplation, the human being the soul itself. When the divine touches the soul to renew it and to ripen it so as to make it divine, to detach it from its habitual afflictions and qualities of the old man, to which it clings and adheres most closely, it so breaks and bruises it, swallowing it up in profound darkness, that the soul seems to perish and waste away at the sight of its own wretchedness by a cruel spiritual death. It feels as if it were swallowed up and devoured by a wild beast, suffering the pangs of Jonas in the belly of the whale. For it must lie buried in the grave of this obscure death, that it may attain to the spiritual resurrection for which it hopes. David describes the nature of this pain and suffering, though it really baffles description, saying, The sorrows of death surround me, the sorrows of hell encompassed me. In my affliction I called upon the Lord, and I cried to my God. But the greatest affliction of the soul in this state is the thought that God has abandoned it, of which it has no doubt, that he has cast it away into darkness as an abominable thing. This belief in its own abandonment is a most grievous and pitiable affliction. David experienced the same trials when he said, like the slain sleeping in the sepulchres, of whom thou art mindful no more, and they are cast off from thy hand. They have laid me in the lower pit, in the dark places, and in the shadow of death. Thy wrath is strong over me, and all thy waves thou hast brought in upon me. For in truth, when the soul is in the pangs of purgative contemplation, the shadow of death and the pangs of hell are most acutely felt for these consist in the sense of its being without God, that he has abandoned it in his wrath and cast it down beneath the burden of his heavy displeasure. All this and even more the soul feels, for a fearful apprehension has come upon it that thus it will be with it for ever. It also has the same sense of abandonment with respect to all creatures, and that it is an object of contempt to all, especially to its friends. And so the psalmist continues, saying, Thou hast put away my acquaintance far from me. They have set me an abomination to themselves. The prophet Jonas also, as one who had experience of this, both bodily and spiritually, witnesses to the same truth, saying, Thou hast cast me forth into the deep, in the heart of the sea, and a flood hath compassed me. All thy billows and thy waves have passed over me, and I said, I am cast away out of the sight of thine eyes, but yet I shall see thy holy temple again. This is the purgation of the soul, that it may see God. The waters have compassed me about even to the soul. The deep hath enclosed me, the sea hath covered my head. I went down to the lowest part of the mountains. The bars of the earth have shut me up for ever. The bars of the earth are the imperfections of the soul which prevent it from the enjoyment of this sweet contemplation. 
The fourth kind of pain is caused by another excellence, peculiar to this obscure contemplation, the sense of God's majesty and greatness. This makes the soul conscious of the other extreme, its own poverty and misery, and this is one of the chief sufferings of this purgation. The soul is made conscious of a profound emptiness and an utter destitution of the three kinds of goods, natural, temporal, and spiritual, which are ordained for its comfort. It sees itself in the midst of the opposite evils, miserable imperfections and aridities, its faculties devoid of all apprehensions, and the spirit abandoned in darkness. And, inasmuch as God is now purifying it in its sensitive and spiritual substance, in its interior and exterior powers, it is necessary for it that it should become empty, poor and abandoned, arid, destitute and obscured. For the sensitive part is purified in aridities, the faculties in the absence of all apprehensions, and the spirit in the obscure darkness. Now God effects this by means of obscure contemplation, wherein the soul not only suffers from the absence and suspension of all natural support and apprehensions, which is a most painful trial, like a person held by the throat and suffocated, but all its affections and the imperfect habits contracted in the world are also purged away, annihilated, emptied out of it, or consumed within it as the rust and mold of metal is burnt away in the fire. But, as these things are most deeply rooted in the soul, the sufferings and interior trials which it has to endure are heavy, and in addition to the destitution and emptiness, natural and spiritual, of which I have spoken. The words of the prophet are now fulfilled. Heap together the bones which I will burn with fire. The flesh shall be consumed, and the whole mixture shall be sodden, and the bones shall dry away. This describes the path which the soul suffers in the sensitive and spiritual parts when it is in this state of emptiness and poverty. And so the prophet proceeds, saying, Set it also empty upon hot burning coals, that the brass thereof may wax hot and be melted, and let the filth of it be melted in the midst thereof, and let the rust thereof be consumed. This is the heavy trial of the soul in the purifying fires of contemplation. The prophet says that, in order to purge away and consume the filth of the afflictions which are within the soul, it is necessary for it, in a certain way, to be annihilated and undone, because its passions and affections have become natural to it. And therefore the soul, because it is purified in this furnace, like gold in a crucible, according to the words of wisdom, as gold in the furnace he hath proved them, feels itself consumed away in its innermost substance, in this absolute poverty wherein it is as if it were lost. This truth is clearly taught us by the psalmist, saying, Save me, O God, for the waters are come in even unto my soul. I stick fast in the deep mire, and there is no sure standing. I am come into the depth of the sea, and a tempest hath overwhelmed me. I am weary of crying, my jaws are made hoarse, my eyes have failed, whilst I hope in my God. Here God is humbling the soul, that he may exalt it hereafter, 
and if it were not his will that these feelings, when they rise, should be quickly lulled again, the soul would almost immediately depart from the body. But they occur only at intervals, in their greatest violence. They are occasionally so acute that the soul seems to see hell and perdition open before it. They who are in this state are those who go down alive into hell, and have their purgatory in this life for this is the purgation to be endured there for venial sins. And thus he who passes through this state in the present life, and is purified, either enters not into purgatory, or is detained there but a moment, for one hour here is more than many there. End of section 21